I gave it up for music and the free electric band in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit of man. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. I'm Father Brendan Kilcoyne. If you like our work, would you hit the subscribe button? Uh, chuck us a few shekels via Patreon or PayPal. Perhaps uh, a, a constructive comment. Um, and as always, a place in your prayers. Music in liturgy. A very interesting question. Fraught a battleground. Yeah, a battleground. I remember once doing... I, I, I wasn't long ordained and we were planning a wedding liturgy. And I remember the the uh, young musician being being very put out when I used the term sacred music because he believed passionately and sincerely that all music was sacred and that a term like sacred music was at best tautologous and at worst, it was kind of philistinism. Now, it took me aback. And I, I thought it was a very interesting reply. Yeah. Um, I'm here to tell you, I'm afraid, that there is such a thing as sacred music. And that that's the music we should be hearing in church. More to the point, that's the music God should be hearing in church. Because the music is to glorify God. Is it not? Yeah. Music that has been specially dedicated to him. That's the music for church. Whether it's a, a magnificent mass uh, by, by one of the great classical composers or, um, I don't know, uh, St. John's Passion by Bach or, um, oh, Allegri. Who could forget Allegri, the Miserere? Oh, oh my goodness, it's so beautiful. Whether it's that or whether it's it's the haunting Shannos tones of 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 uh, of a hymn in in Irish in our native Irish, or beautiful um, Victorian Anglican hymnody, or indeed charismatic music. Yes, tr the more traditionally minded may wish to go out and be violently sick, but yes. The charismatic renewal has produced its own musical genre, if you like, or ever, I don't know, but it has, it has produced its own music, its own sacred music. Now, sacred music varies a great deal. You have, as I mentioned, you know, the great classical pieces, which are truly exquisite. And then you have, you have a piece like Golden Rose or Lady of Knock, which isn't great poetry and probably isn't great music but for some reason it moves me enormously and I'm not sure why but it always does and and you you, you know they, they, there's a whole how would you put Catholic 
with a large C and a small C, a spread or, or selection of musical genre and types, uh, all dedicated to the Creator. Well, that's the music that should be in church. Now, the question isn't whether some music shouldn't be played in church. The question is deeper whether some music should not be dedicated to the Creator. Now, I would put it to you that some types of music, particularly, let's say, forms of music that utilise very primitive, uh, always potentially sexual rhythms, um, I would put it to you that that kind of music is unsuitable for, for, for worship and that it should not be dedicated to the Creator. Um, I, I, I would say to you that any music that, even if it seems in itself worthy, but it has, if it has an association with godlessness, with atheism, with um, contempt for religion, uh, with, with uh, contempt for people, it should never be dedicated to the Creator and therefore never played in church. Okay. Uh, the, we we would be talking about something close to sacrilege in that. Now, for instance, the the famous Nazi marching song, the Horst Wessel-Lied, uh, very stirring when you hear it, until you realise the the enormous evil that was unleashed by that movement, and the music is inevitably stained with it. Some people would say that Wagner, and Wagner's music is stained by the Nazi atrocities and even Beethoven and a few others. I, I personally think that that's, that may be going too far, but I can certainly see their point. I can certainly see their point. The church, this is the church's teaching anyway. Simply because of tradition, the church has found the organ peculiarly suited to, to producing sacred music. For, in, for use in its composition and then and then also in its performance. And um, there is something, there's no doubt about it, about the organ. Uh, I don't have a musical training and I'm not qualified to go into it, but I, I, I think one can see why the organ is peculiarly suited. Can one play the pipes? I would suggest that certainly the, um, the Illum pipes, the Irish pipes, which are cork pipes, they have a sweeter sound and they were for playing indoors. They could be played and have been played at masses. I don't think the bagpipes are suitable. They're war pipes and they're for outside. Uh, I really, I've heard them played in churches and the effect has rarely been happy. Uh, you, you almost automatically break into Flower of Scotland or something like that. No, no, I wouldn't, I, 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 I wouldn't agree with that. The violin, absolutely. Yeah, I've again no issue with the violin, various wind instruments, the flute. Yeah, I've, I've, I, I wouldn't have have any issue w with any of that. I, th I think all of those instruments are very suited to worship. Also, the drums in certain circumstances. Uh, I would say the uh, the kettle drums. You know, the very very deep sound. They can they can add a great deal in certain circumstances. You see where I'm going here, okay? Music which worships the Creator must be, it must be free 
of any base motive or base association. And for that reason, uh, popular songs are unsuitable. They rarely are in any case addressed to the creator. And if they are, they probably shouldn't be. Okay, so I, I would leave them out. Can you use the tunes? Now, the interesting thing is, as far as I know, there has been cross-pollination here historically. I think, for instance, some Gregorian chants did end up as snatches of tunes in folk music. I'm open to correction on that. And I'm quite certain that in about the 17th century, maybe earlier, the Jesuits and maybe St. Philip Neri in Rome were setting uh, new uh, words, new hymns to popular music. Yeah, so you could do it, but you'd have to be very careful as to the provenance of the music and as to what it has already been used for. Okay, if the music you're using is already has already been put, uh, to, uh, you know, if if it's already constituted the music for words which are highly, highly, um, how would you put it, con- contrary to to our faith and to the practice of the faith and to the moral life and the spiritual life, then you shouldn't be doing it. Uh, so, how does this boil down? Sucking diesel, belt and braces. Let's say you have a wedding, okay? I would argue that only sacred music should be used in the wedding. And that's, but contrary to what people think, that is a huge uh, reservoir from which to draw. I mean, there's any amount of stuff there. Beautiful stuff. I would say, we generally one horse trades at a pastoral level, you know, with with the couple... I would say you might allow a few classical pieces maybe that aren't explicitly dedicated to God. But um, I, in general, I wouldn't even allow that. I, I, don't, I don't agree with it. I, 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 w- I wouldn't much. Now, in the parish, realistically, because people, you know, this wasn't explained properly for years and, and you end up having to let people have a little bit of, the, a little bit of their own way um, with, with this. Uh, but um, in general I don't like it and I'll try to minimise it. Certainly never around uh, around the the communion, around, you know, the offertory or the communion, that must be sacred music. I, th- I think ideally it should be all sacred music. We should be working towards that, trying at the same time not to hurt people to whom these things maybe have never been explained before. You should keep that in mind. I would say that also only instruments, again, that are suited to the church should be played. Uh, is that hard and fast? Is it, are the distinctions absolutely clear? No, they're not. But as I said, uh, now, the guitar, for instance, I would feel that the guitar is permissible. Uh, well, first of all, with charismatic music, it, it's very much a part of it. But secondly, we tend to forget that there is such a thing as classical guitar. So I would argue for an open-mindedness towards the guitar. But I was recently told by a very fine young man uh, that he, who plays the guitar, that he wouldn't play it in church because he didn't consider it a suitable instrument for church. So that, that put me in my box. I went off with a flea in my ear. But, I mean, what can I do? I, I was, a, you know, I, I had a childhood in the 70s and I've never really got over it. 
funerals. Again. Uh, oh, by the way, the church doesn't like recordings. Okay. It, it doesn't, it'll tolerate them, but does not like them. And for reasons I think that are obvious, the music should be produced on the occasion in the church. In other words, the music should be humanly authentic. There's something retrospective about a recording. It's kind of frozen artificially. No, 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 it should be human. It should be a human event. The entire thing is an event um, in space and time. So the music should be produced there. At a funeral, I would have thought as well, sacred music, particularly music and, and, and hymns that highlight Christian hope and the future. The last things, death, judgment, heaven and hell, uh, all, of, uh, all of that. Now, how that's done, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you play, you know, music, uh, a, a long hymn about hell as the coffin is taken out. I, I really, I think that, that would be very unhelpful to everybody. Uh, even if perhaps depending on who it is, you might wish it on them sinfully. But I'm, I'm saying as whatever remove and in whatever way the music should lead people to worship God and to have hope for the future. Now, you may well say back to me, this is still very broad. The truth is that you have, you have, you have to work out quite a bit on the hoof here. There are as many, there are as many hymns and songs as you can imagine. And you can be asked for anything and everything at a funeral. Again, we would horse trade a bit, keeping in mind that people for years did not have things explained to them. But the goal is to have only sacred music at these, at these important uh, uh, ceremonies. I would very much agree with, for instance, John Waters, that rock and roll is expressive of a search for the divine. And I'd be very open to a continuing discussion on this, but I would not really regard rock and roll as suitable for sacred worship as things stand. I would be open to discussing it, though. So I'm offering this as an initial just meditation on this whole thing because it comes up so irregularly. Music is not simply just a matter of taste. There are objective reasons for choosing or, or rejecting music for sacred worship. The best thing I say to you is, I don't know if there's anything that brings people to God so quickly, so easily as beautiful music, you know? So I would encourage you by all means to experiment and to learn as much sacred music as you possibly can. In the name of the Father and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.